Okay, so welcome back to Forward Thinking. We have, I feel like I say a special guest every time we have a guest, but I'm actually super excited about this one. We have Chanel Narayan, who's the Senior Director of Marketing at Everstring. And Chanel and I go way back, like 10 years now, Chanel, I think. Um, we both worked together at Marketo and he worked in demand gen and I worked in marketing ops. And since then we've stayed close and Everstring is actually a client of uh, CS2 marketing. So one of the reasons why we wanted to have Chanel on today was because of his background in demand gen, but also being so close to ops and actually doing ops himself in a consulting gig. So welcome Chanel. Thanks for joining us on today's episode. Thank you guys for having me. And I'd like to think I'm a special guest, so. <laughs> <laughs> Very special. Um, okay, so like I mentioned, uh, you know, today we want to talk about how MOPS and Demandchem, or basically the marketing team that um, develops any ABM strategy or marketing strategy can work closely and be better aligned to drive pipeline. And um, we're actually going to dive deep into an example of an ABM play campaign at Everstring. Um, but before we do that, I want to talk about, so just given your background, you know, you've uh, worked in demand gen, you run marketing right now, Everstring, but also you've done marketing operations consulting um, at Highlight Marketing. So we thought it would be great for you to kind of talk about why it's so important for those teams to be aligned. You know, you can see it from both perspectives, which I think is awesome. Um, and also for people who don't maybe even have a strong ops arm, why it would be good for them to partner with an operations um, resource to really get their um, campaigns operationalized and off the ground. So um, yeah, maybe if you could talk about why it's so important in your eyes. Sure. Yeah. And uh, fun fact, I mean, you know, you and I worked together at Marketo and I was one of the ones that interviewed you uh, when we didn't really have an ops team. So, uh, you know, you came on board and really crushed it there at Marketo and I got to move over kind of more to the program side. So early on at Marketo, I was kind of handling the email programs and also the, the MOP side with scoring and nurturing. Um, so great to have that team. So yeah, stressing the importance of that. I mean, I think you know, we were a well-oiled machine at Marketo because we had stress, such strong alignment um, from a demand gen perspective and a, market, uh, and a marketing ops perspective, and also our SDR team and sales team. Uh, we all kind of collaborated and understood that there was a shared vision, right? Mm -hmm. uh, at that point, MQLs mattered, right? Um, I think a lot of people are now talking about getting rid of MQLs or kind of moving to more pipeline focus. And I think back then, you know, we were really focused at top of funnel, getting them into our database and then nurturing them. And I mean, I think just that process, it involves a demand gen team, it involves marketing ops, it involves SDRs, because they're the ones who are gonna follow up once an S, uh, MQL has been created. So, you know, we, we met frequently uh, as a marketing ops team and a demand gen team. Uh, we talked about, hey, here's, here are the programs that we have coming up. Here are the nurtures we like to get in place. And then from a marketing ops perspective, which is great, you guys always told us, well, I think we should A-B test, you know, these emails, or we should move this email early on. And then here's how we can, uh, you know, make this visible to our SDR team so they could follow up with the hottest prospects right away. So having that alignment, I think is definitely important. And, you know, when I kind of moved on from Marketo and moved into consulting, 
um, there were teams and I was really surprised when I got into it. I was like, wow, there's a lot of teams that are not even aligned on mm -hmm. what their business goal is, right? They don't, from a demand gen perspective, they're like, well, we're trying to, you know, boost up our MQL numbers. So we're going to, you know, create nurture programs. Or we're going to do a bunch of content syndication or digital programs. And as they come in, they're just going to like, you know, we want to score them and then move them to the SDR team. So there wasn't really a part where the, the marketing ops came in and, and discussed the types of programs. And they didn't really think about it from that perspective. It's more like, here's a ticket, you know, a Jira ticket, like go and create yeah. this nurture program for us. And then they're like, okay, we're going to do it. And here it is. And then if it doesn't perform, you know, it's like, is it the demand gen person that goes and takes the heat or is it the marketing ops person that like, you know, yeah. set it up a certain way or an SDR who didn't follow up. So I think you have to bring those groups together and really understand what are we trying to achieve here? Um, mm -hmm. and, and, and really treat it as one team, right? Like it's a marketing team um, at Everstring, the SDRs are under marketing and, you know, obviously marketing ops is, but it's like, how do we function as a, as a marketing unit together to drive the same results, which for us, it's, it's pipeline. Right. Meetings, books, MQLs is all great to see. But at the end of the day, are we generating pipeline? Totally. And I think that 10 years ago, like you mentioned, you know, you interviewed me to be, our, you know, I was one of our second mops person. But because there wasn't that distinguishment between the marketing ops team and the demand gen team, we were all kind of just looked at as the marketing team. And over time, it's been great for marketing ops to get our own kind of visible department. You know, we kind of needed that to establish our, um, how, uh, you know, we can be strategic, provide guidance, but there's a lot we do. But at that same time, I think it's also separated us from the marketing team as a whole or, or created a, a little bit of a silo. And, and so I think now it's important to figure out how do we bring that back? How do we make sure everyone's working together as a marketing team and working closely and having that alignment? And you always kind of see those shifts, you know, the same tactics we use to aligning market, marketing sales. We need to figure out how to do that within our own and within our own team. Um, and, and I think that, you know, we'll talk about it later, but I think you're doing that a bit at, um, at Everstring right now. And like you said, working as uh, one team. So, um, so I think, is there any more like downfalls that you can talk about maybe with when there is an alignment that you've seen? Um, what are some of the impacts of that? I, I know you, you've seen both, right? You've seen great alignment, you've seen poor alignment. Um, what are some of those, um, you know, downfalls or impacts on, you know, pipeline generation when there is an alignment? Yeah. I mean, as I mentioned, I think if you don't come together before you launch a program and, and figure out what the, the business goal is, right. Are we trying to achieve more MQLs? Are we trying to penetrate our install base? Like, what are we trying to do as a unit? If you don't come together, then it's like, well, you know, they're working in a silo, uh, marketing ops working in a silo and then SDRs, you know, are last to know like, oh, that campaign went out. Uh, you know, why is this MQL on my desk? Like, what do I do with this? Right. So if you don't come together, um, oftentimes like, you know, one or more, more of those teams are going to get burned. Uh, and really you're not going to process as a well-oiled machine. Uh, well, the thing that was great at Marketo is like our SDRs knew when a program was coming up, you know, we had a calendar on our whiteboard, uh, mm -hmm. you know, we had a, a Google calendar at that point before marketing, uh, Marketo had the calendaring functionality, uh, and we would put on there that, Hey, this email is going to drop and it's a promotion for a webinar. 
And then when people would, you know, some people could had problems getting into the webinar. So they would call in and SDR would answer and they knew, you know, what webinar they were talking about, when it's happening. And like just having that alignment, I think, um, you know, it, it definitely matters. If you don't have it, then, you know, you're really looking at it from, from one perspective. And it's oftentimes a demand gen's perspective, right? They're like, well, I'm going to create this, uh, you know, I'm going to do this email uh, drip campaign and I need marketing ops to just set it up. But if that, you know, goes out and nobody understands what's going on with it, who it's meant for, um, you know, and what, like, what the follow-up script's going to be. Because if the SDR is answering uh, emails or answering a phone blindly, uh, your company's going to look stupid, right? So mm -hmm. I think, you know, you have to, like, get, get the whole team together. And that's where I think, you know, the collaboration we have with you guys um, is that, you know, we bring you guys on early, early on in the program. And so you guys can kind of see what we're trying to achieve. Uh, we'll vet it from, you know, mul through multiple teams, right? So we'll look at it from a demand gen perspective. We'll vet it with our SDR leaders to make sure that they're aligned with what we're doing. Um, they can give their input on what messaging they've seen work on their outbound cadences, uh, what call scripts, you know, maybe we can generate for them. Um, what does the touch points look like? Is it going to be seven? Is it going to be 14? Is it across, you know, 10 days? Is it across three months? And then really seeing it from your perspective, okay, you know, hey, we have the likes of Sendoso or we have the likes of, you know, outreach or sales loft, you know, here's how we can integrate these pieces so they could all feed back to the foundation, which is Salesforce. Um, you know, everything kind of plugs through there. So you guys are the ones that kind of tell us, you know, like how to move these dials and, and how, to, how, how we can view this as a shared view across the team. So uh, it, it's definitely important. You know, you guys need marketing ops from a marketing ops perspective, since I kind of see it from both perspectives, right? Like my consulting um, side, I, I really, most of my uh, engagements are from a marketing ops perspective. And then mm -hmm. I head up demand gen at EverString. So I get to see it from both sides and really the important skill set to have there. And obviously if you're a demand gen person, you don't need to know all the integrations and everything mm -hmm. you know, that goes into the ops side, but you, you need to know enough. Um, to be able to help your ops team out. You can't just say, hey, I'm going to launch a campaign that needs this SMS component that then feeds into Terminus that'll then pop a display into, you know, this thing and then it'll automatically trigger a LinkedIn email. It's like, wait, that doesn't exist. Um, mm -hmm. so you got to think about, okay, what's realistic? What does my team look like on the marketing ops side, right? Like, is it in-house? Do we, how many people do we have? Is it, you know, a contractor? Um, do we bring them in so they understand the business value? Um, mm -hmm. And then, you know, just thinking about it from, from that perspective. And then uh, from a marketing ops perspective, it's really, you know, uh, oftentimes they're pegged as not being creative, right? They're just the ones kind of, you know, pushing the pencil or they're like integrating and mapping things out. But from a creative perspective, thinking about it from, okay, if I were to receive this email, because marketing teams oftentimes are going to get spammed are they going to get sent a bunch of emails, right? Like they'll just see, oh, they're marketing in the title. Like I'm going to just tell them about our software. So a marketing ops person, they oftentimes do receive emails from, you know, demand gen emails. So, you know, understanding what works and what doesn't resonate with you and then tell, you know, working with your demand gen team to be like, hey, maybe we should A-B test that subject line or, hey, maybe we should move the offer up in the, the sequence. So, um, you know, just kind of seeing it from your perspective and like what would look great from a, from our brand, from our marketing campaigns, um, kind of working together on, on that standpoint. Yeah. I think that's such an important point. And we touch on that a lot on this podcast around marketing operations being 
the closest people to the data and really understanding the data and they should be able to like get give that feedback back to the demand gen team and the other teams on what is working and what's not working so i think a lot of times people in marketing operations marketing operations they don't feel like they have like you know a stake in the game they're just like okay well i'll just take everything from demand gen i'll do it and if it doesn't work you know it's on it's on them but what you're saying is it, it because you can create a, a much more collaborative effort marketing operations does have you know a stake in that and they should really feel like they need to be able to provide feedback to make those campaigns better for the demand gen team because they're really involved in them totally and i think we we look at startups and we think oh well you know marketing ops knows like what campaigns are going out they maybe work with demand gen customer marketing but you know if you even look at bigger marketing teams. A marketing ops team is supporting so many teams in, in that marketing org that they see all the campaigns. They mm -hmm. know what's working. They know what's not, but one more person demand, yeah, more than anyone, one person <clears throat> demand and will only really know like what's working on the programs that they are working on. So yeah, they're going to be the best source for that. And they've been looked to, Hey, you ran those numbers. Okay. Look into why it's performing that well. So they'll, they'll even be forced to think about like, why do we have those, why do we have that data? You know, what can we improve? And more and more marketing ops is, is looked at to provide that guidance, even back to the demand gen team. So I think that is super important. Um, so with um, marketing operations, I mean, even for, for people in marketing operations, it, over the last 10 years, you know, since you two worked in Marketo, it's just got exponentially more complicated, right? So for a demand gen, person who doesn't live in the mops world 24 7 it can definitely i'm sure it's overwhelming right it, to even like really get into things like the data integrations apis like the sync with sales all of this stuff um but then this is why we really were excited to bring you on because you do have you know the experience from both of those sides so i think you can really kind of put up your demand gen hat on one minute then put your marketing ops hat on and really empathize with both groups um so from the demand gen point of view, you know, what can someone do if they haven't really spent the time to understand marketing operations um, to this point, but then they listen to this and they realize, okay, actually, I under, you know, I've had a few issues in the past where I've tried to get something done and then I found out it's not been possible. Like what's, the, what's a good next step for them to try and really immerse themselves in, and understand marketing operations enough to help them with their own job? Yeah, that's definitely a good question. And, and um, you know, I think for me, it's, it's difficult because I like have that blended view. Uh, you know, I have both sides, so I kind of empathize with both, like you said, and it's tough for me to distinguish, all right, what is marketing ops and what is demand? And I kind of think of it uh, in its entirety, but, you know, being at EverString, um, since I'm focused on demand generation and I, you know, work with CS2 um, to do the marketing ops uh, side of it, I kind of, it's a little easier for me to understand, okay, here's where I can stop and then here's where I can hand off and, you know, CS2 will know better to, you know, how these integration points work and, and uh, you know, how we can uh, flow all this information into CRM so our sales team can see it. Um, but I think going into it, understanding that, okay, what am I trying to achieve and what would I need marketing ops to do for me? Uh, oftentimes, demand gen teams think about that, right? Like, how can my marketing ops team support me? And then marketing ops thinks about it. How can I support my demand gen team? How can I support my sales team? So from a demand gen perspective, it's understanding where, you know, at what point am I going to kind of hand this off to my marketing ops team and what are the things that they're going to do? And I should be able to understand it for my next campaign or my next program 
um, you know, what's going to be required of that team. So then I can better come equipped and say, okay, here's what I need from them. And, you know, here's what they've provided for me going into my, you know, going to the next channel or the next program that I'm going to do. I need to be cognizant of that. So when I make my request, um, you know, is it going to, do they have the resources? Do they have the bandwidth? What's the turnaround time going to be? Because oftentimes from a demand gen perspective, it's like, I need that program out yesterday. Uh, <laughs> you just send it out to your marketing ops team and they do their magic. But really understanding, okay, what's involved in that process um, often allows you to empathize with the work that goes into it. Um, but I, I think also just like asking the question, right? Like what went into that program? Or like, what are you going to need from me so I can provide you all the information that you need to get this done. Um, and then, you know, if you have that kind of collaborative relationship already with your marketing ops team, like I think just saying, hey, here's what I'm thinking, you know, I'd love to get your thoughts on it. Um, should we A-B test anywhere here? Should we throttle the email? Should we, you know, maybe move direct mail further down um, or, you know, bring in an executive sponsorship piece into this mix? So, like those types of things, just being able to collaborate with your marketing ops team. Cause like you said, they are kind of the gatekeepers of the data. They can go look into another region and see, oh, this is working in EMEA, right? You guys may want to try this or, um, you know, kind of looking at the data as a whole, like, yeah, these types of emails don't work. You guys might want to think about doing something else. So I think from that demand gen perspective is really just even asking the questions or like, begging mm -hmm. for the marketing ops team to even be collaborative. And, and I think the marketing ops team would love that, right? Just to be more sure. involved in, in a program to say, hey, I added my two cents in that. And here's how it performed. Um, you know, when I was back at Marketo, um, Maria Pergolino like, would often review the programs that were going out. And she would say, you know, I, I don't think we should do this. I don't think we should do this. And I would, I would always be like, well, let's A-B test it. I think my mm -hmm. subject line will do well. And so like, you know, oftentimes I would show her and she would hate it, but uh, it's, it's just one of those things where you're like, you know, pr please prove me wrong and have it be more of like a friendly competition. Um, so, yeah. yeah, I mean, I think just under, you know, having them be more involved, like getting them involved in the programmatic side of it, I think, you know, the, it builds a tighter relationship. Big time. And I think a lot of our talk track right now is moving from tactical to, to strategic for marketing operations. And what better way can you do that than being like a strategic partner to your demand gen team and helping them improve their campaigns through all of your knowledge so if you're a marketing operations person listening to this you know don't wait for the demand gen person to ask mm -hmm. um it's great if, if they do but you try and get involved in those conversations early and really um you know, be part of that process um so i think we wanted to kind of switch gears and really maybe get down into the the details of an abm play that you've worked on recently yeah um where you know you've touched on all of these you know, really important points and you brought that all together with this play so can you just maybe just kick it off give us a high level of um of that program you know, how it worked and then we'll dive into some of the details definitely yeah and i just want to give you guys a plug you know cs2 you guys are great i mean i think as i was talking about like you need that marketing ops team that collaborates with demand gen like that's where that's where you guys come from right like you guys come from that demand gen and marketing ops background. So you guys can see it from both perspectives and really try to achieve, you know, that business case that we're going after. It's like, all right, what, what are our goals here? What are we trying to achieve? Here's how we all best think it's gonna work. Um, so yeah, the ABM play, um, you know, we, we, I think got it off the ground um, late last year, um, mm -hmm. kind of heading into this year. 
And really we had, you know, kind of all these pieces in place of what we thought from a demand gen perspective, kind of put together a PowerPoint presentation and said, okay, here's, here are all the components that we think should go into it. Um, you know, there's going to be a, an email nurture pro, uh, part of it. There's going to be a LinkedIn component uh, where we're, you know, showing some display ads to those target accounts. And, and so let me take a step back. I mean, it really is, it boils down to who are our target accounts, right? Mm -hmm. And what are we trying to achieve? So we really had difficulties like kind of cracking into these tier one accounts. Um, so internally, obviously we use EverString to surface what are the accounts we're gonna go after. We leverage intent data over the top to show you know, which ones are actively kind of surging. So we took, those, took that list and said, okay, here's our tier one account. Um, kind of divided it across the the AEs, and they you know they vetted it. They took a look. They um, had the uh, the SDR teams. We also had our data team kind of go in and enrich with contacts. So we had the accounts. We had the contacts uh, in our ideal buyer persona ready to go. And we said, okay, that's that's kind of the foundational part of it. And then we started deciding, okay, what are the touch points going to look like? How are we going to effectively crack into these accounts? Uh, you know, using our marketing team, using our sales team using our SDR team and also our executive team. So we kind of concocted this ABM plan um, and, and really it evolved, you know, the email component, as I mentioned, from a, from a Marketo standpoint. And then it also had a uh, Sendoso direct mail component to it. Um, it had a, a LinkedIn component, as I mentioned, and then also an in-mail component from our uh, CEO. And then uh, lastly, it's, it's really once I get to a certain point, then our SDRs will put them into uh, an outbound cadence. So we kind of crafted that and we surfaced it across you know, uh, the, the different teams. So we had our SDR leaders look at it. They gave their input as to what they think the email should look like, you know, the best subject lines they've, they've seen performing well, um, the different messaging. And then you know, we allowed for a, a component in that email where they could personalize it. So if it's a financial services company, they can maybe put in some of our customers that are in that vertical versus SaaS. So, you know, really allowing them to kind of personalize the message, but having it set up in this cadence where it's, you know, across uh, 25 days and, um, and then, you know, we have our Marketo component that hits them and kind of warms them up. So really what we did was had it vetted across the different teams. And so that uh, really fed into the collaboration side of it. They got to say, hey, you know, we think this will work. Let's test this. Let's do this. We had our uh, sales team look at it. You know, they kind of gave their feedback. And then we also had a third party uh, analyst firm, Topo. Uh, they also had their team look at it. And really the, the, the feedback that they gave us, gave us was, you know, move your direct mail component earlier on, um, which, which definitely helped us out. Um, you know, we had it later on, but you know, they were like, I think everything looks good here. Just, just move that forward. So we, we got that off the ground. Um, and then, you know, we, got, we had it running for about a couple months and then kind of, you know, the pandemic hit. Um, and then really the direct mail component rendered itself useless to us. Um, we tried the address verification, didn't, you know, there wasn't a lot of success there. So we removed that component um, and, and, you know, we kind of went forward and added some more personalization to it. Uh, we really tried to hone in on the messaging that was working since we didn't have that direct mail component there. Um, so that has been kind of, you know, the piece that we all work together across these multiple teams, also bringing in a third party to kind of vet it. And I, you know, I would kind of recommend that to, to people out there that, 
that really you know are thinking about ABM or or say, hey, I want to do an ABM pilot. Which for me, I think ABM pilot should just be out of your vocabulary. Um, I think if you're going to go in on ABM, you really want to have you know your team vetted. You want to have um, really you know put more eggs in that basket. I think if you're going to go in and say, hey, we're going to pilot it, dip our toes, and then back out, you're pretty much going to back out because mm -hmm. ABM is is for the most part, unless you're lucky, it's not going to work out right off the bat. Right, you're going to make mm -hmm. iterations. You're going to make tweaks to it. Um, again, you're going after these select accounts, so oftentimes they're enterprise companies, and so you're going to kind of have to pillar in, figure out who the right contact is. Oftentimes, you're not going to have the right contact to begin with, so it's going to take time. So just like, you know, start simple, start small, but like give it some time, um, mm -hmm. and, and then collaborate with your team. I think that that's what you know made this successful. It's like we we got to collaborate with you guys. Um, you know, setting up the infrastructure on, on in Salesforce and Marketo. Also, you guys being able to pivot because we made the switch from sales off to outreach and you guys kind of helped us move that over. Um, and then enabling our SDRs team, right, to, to set up all the reports that they can look at, you know, which ones are, um, you know, within weeks one and five and which, you know, where is that in-mail touch going to happen? And then integrating from LinkedIn into Salesforce so we can see, okay, there was an in-mail dropped now the outbound cadence can go out. So just kind of setting up that entire infrastructure. We all collaborated and, and, and worked together to come up with that. So definitely felt like that ABM process, you know, the process is a team effort and, 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 you know, it's that way for a reason. It needs to be a team effort or else marketing is going to do it in a vacuum. Sales is not going to understand what's going out, mm -hmm. going on, or, you know, they're going to say, you know, Hey, this ABM thing's not working out. Right. Cause they're not, mm -hmm. they're not really involved. They're not invested in it. Um, and vice versa. Sometimes it works the opposite way. Yeah, totally. And I think this is where the alignment piece, like really focusing on creating those relationships with, you know, the ops team, demand gen, you know, sales development or sales, whoever the end user is like, this is where it actually becomes really key is the, um, the iteration part, because mm -hmm. like you said, with ABM, it's always going to evolve. Like, and, 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 you know, a lot of projects like this that are super important, you get off the ground, even your like investment at the beginning might be lower. But then once you see that you're getting to a rhythm, you've gotten to a certain level of sophistication. And that's kind of like what we saw with you guys and working with you. Then we said, okay, this is going to be our strategy moving forward. And we've learned a lot and we've made some changes, but like, let's make it even easier. You know, we got feedback from sales and we want them to be able to just you know, do a few clicks, be able to elect people into this ABM campaign and, and get them into it. And, and then we actually took that advice and operationalized that in Salesforce. And, um, but without being able to gather that feedback, without being, even being able to feel comfortable having everyone in that room talking about the campaign and how it's working, we wouldn't have been able to even do that iteration. And, and over time, it's still, you're always getting feedback. You know, we had a call today and we're getting some feedback from sales. And so I, I think that's what could also prevent people from even, you know, seeing it through with their ABM strategies because there, there was no iteration done. So it just falls flat. You know, they, they call it a fail and then they try something else. Um, and so, you know, just touching on the um, the iteration standpoint, you know, from your perspective, 
what were some of like the learning lessons like so far with ADBM play? Cause I think we talk about, you know, the positives and all the things that you should do. Um, but since you've gone through it, you know, for our listeners, like what are maybe some, some feedback for them with their, you know, devising this plan or operations is, you know, figuring out how they can better align with demand gen. What are some of the things that ops can look out for as like learning um, learnings that you got throughout the process? Sure. Yeah. I mean, I, I take it back to like just aligning on the, the business goal, right? So if you're launching ABM to, you know, to add more contacts to, to certain accounts or, you know, kind of pillar in, or you're doing it to like your install base and, and trying for upsell opportunities, right? Like, so you just have to come to an agreement. Okay. What are we doing this for? Um, and then just really honing in on those accounts uh, right off the bat. Right. So there's going to be there's going to be constantly refresh, you know, refresh is going on. So like, as we've done this and it's, you know, almost been a year since we launched, uh, you know, we've updated our tiered accounts, right? So we've, mm-hmm. we've kind of gone through and um, kind of moved tier ones down and, and, you know, promoted some up. So now that we have some new ones, it's just constantly, okay, how are we going to refresh this and how are we going to show this uh, inside of CRM? Um, you know, the, you know, working with the data teams. Uh, so it's unique because, you know, I work at Everstring, a, a data company. So like we have our own data team, we could just go to and just say, Hey, can you, you know, enrich these accounts with these contacts? And, and uh, you know, that's that they're able to do that right away. So some teams who don't have that or, or maybe have an outsource uh, marketing ops team, you know, it may be difficult for them to kind of like to, to be that uh, agile, right. And say, okay, well, I'm going to now add or change up our accounts. Like I'm just, I, I've just been using the stale list for a year. Um, so one of the things that they can do just like, easily is like if they have intent information, right? Through Bombora, G2 Crowd, Everstream, wherever it may be, um, you can just constantly refresh that and look at accounts that, you know, are, are surging on particular topics that you care about. And so that that can help you kind of refresh your list and go after new accounts if you haven't had success in other ones. Um, and, you know, I don't think there is a point, like, because I was asked this before, is like, when do you kind of realize that, you know, this ABM is not going to work or like when you should start changing in or refreshing accounts. You know, for us, we had a 25 day cadence. Um, and, and in others, when I was, you know, consulting, like others had three months, four months where they were going after the same mm-hmm. accounts. And so it's really like, you know, how long are your sales cycles? Are they enterprise accounts? Um, what's the, you know, what are the personas, right? What's the different messaging and, and like the tactics you're going to use. So for us, we knew it's going to take more than 25 days, right? Cause that 25 days was just for the SDR outbound cadence. And that was, that only started after our Marketo kind of warming them up, uh, nurture mm-hmm. that, right? So that took about four weeks where we were doing that. And then we, in the fifth week, a direct mail component would land. And then once that delivered, uh, an in-mail went out from our executive sponsor and then the SDRs would start. So, you know, five to six weeks have already gone by and then they start their 21 day cadence. Um, so like, you, you know, if you, if you're like, Hey, this, this program, like we did, we, you know, they ran through all that. Nobody responded. This is a failure, right? Oftentimes I think demand gen people want to say that like, Hey, you know, this is not going to work. We just need to like move off of it. Uh, maybe the message is not working. Maybe, you know, just our cadence is not working. I mean, I think having it vetted from, from others, right? Like that helped us when we went to Topo, uh, we also went to, you know, a couple other companies like Friendly Brands and like, hey, this is what we're thinking about doing. What have you guys seen that has been successful? Um, and, you know, obviously, they, you know, they told us kind of what they saw and, and it was kind of aligned with what we already had set up. But like getting that feedback helped us out, 
but also just being patient, right? So for mm -hmm. marketing ops folks, it's really like, you know, you, you may want to compare it to something, right? And say, okay, this is, let's compare this to a content syndication program that we ran. Oh, this generated as many MQLs. Here's how much pipeline was created from it. We should just continue to do that. Whereas ABM, it's, it's more for, I think, for the long haul, right? Um, mm -hmm. Whether you're, you're going to go after a set, you know, named accounts and maybe you have 10 accounts you're going to go after or you have 500 accounts you're going to go after. I think just like letting it run its course, seeing where you could make some tweaks, maybe operationally, right? Like, oh, this is not, this is inefficient, which we continue to find, right? Like mm -hmm. we're finding that, hey, we'd like some more automation in, in some of our, um, you know, triggering things, right? So like if an in-mail goes out, maybe the outbound cadence is going to be triggered off of that in-mail drop. Um, and, and so like, let's, let's set that up right now it's manual. And so we have to go through Google sheets or, you know, Salesforce and we're going all over the place. Let's figure out how we can optimize it, how we can limit the clicks. Like you said, Chrissy, like ultimately it's, it's what's going to make it easy for a salesperson to adopt. And fortunately for like, you know, this year that we've had it running, our SDR team has, hasn't had trouble going in and like nominating new contacts to drop into it. Cause if there would have been some, you know, some friction there, I think it would have been easily resisted doing this and easily resisted scaling it, right? From five contacts per week. And if we moved up to 50, they'd be like, no, I'm not gonna do that. Cause you guys make, you know, five clicks here and I have to go verify in a Google sheet. So we moved off of Google sheets completely early on, which is, you know, what we had it set up for, or, you know, with um, put everything into CRM. So that was like one of our things where we kind of changed the, you know, changed it in mid flight was, you know, we were working off of Google Sheets and then we had all these different tabs and we moved that into Salesforce, you know, working with you guys. And, and that is, you know, it was painful because a lot of the SDRs were like, yeah, I don't want to go into Salesforce to click these buttons, add them to campaigns. And so we just like sat back and said, no, we're going to train you guys how to do this. We're going to create mm -hmm. documentation. And then now you guys are going to use it. It's going to be a mm -hmm. lot easier. And that's, that's what we did. So instead of stopping it or saying, yeah, this is not successful. We've kind of run out of tabs in our Google Sheet let's just figure out a better way to do this. And so we moved so, it all into Salesforce. Yeah. And one of the, one of the things you touched on before is around kind of getting everyone aligned around the same business objective. Um, so could you, can you take us through kind of what were the KPIs that you were the most important throughout your ABM programs? I think you've got, you know, an opinion on MQLs. So it'd be interesting to hear as well. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, we, we completely don't go, care about MQLs uh, at EverString. I mean, we look at it, you know, uh, we look at our SDR team um, as, as one team, one goal, right? Like, so we, we consider that an entire market, our entire marketing team. So if, if a source, uh, you know, if a lead was sourced through SDR outbound, if it was sourced through an in-mail that they sent out, if it was sourced through uh, a marketing program, we see that all as, as marketing uh, attributed. Um, you know, uh, opportunity or a meeting book, right? So at the end of the day, how many meetings did we get put on the calendar for our sales rep? And then how many of those turned into pipeline? Um, so we kind of bypass, you know, the traditional MQL. Um, and it's really like everybody is driving towards that shared vision. So, you know, even if we're running one-off marketing programs, it's really how can we accelerate somebody to, you know, to, to see a demo or to be interested in, in a hand raiser activity, right? And we consider hand raiser anything that like they're exhibiting, that they're evaluating uh, a data provider. So for us, it's, it's, it's really like, let's kind of fast track or how do we fast track that? I mean, you know, we still have our, our general nurture programs, top of funnel content, we get people in interested, 
but it's really like, all right, how do we drive them along? Um, is this the right person that we're going after? Which is why, you know, kind of having your account fit and figuring out with intent information and also, you know, their engagement that they're doing first party and third party, um, you know, what is that, that account story look like? Um, and then what's the best message to reach out with? And really our SDR team, you know, they're, you know, even in a pandemic, we kind of have to like, you know, pull them back in and say, Hey, you know, we, we can't be super aggressive. We have to kind of, you know, be empathetic and, and really understand that this is a difficult time for everybody. But I think, you know, we kind of quickly found out that, you know, Hey, our messaging messaging is resonating because I think, you know, as people started like figuring out, okay, what's my work schedule going to look like? You know, where are my kids going to be? How can I take this, you know, take my meetings and do all this? Um, really, we tried to meet them with a solution. And that was really our messaging across the board is like, you know, drive that solution for them and not just pitch, hey, we have this product, look at all these features. It's really like, you know, right now, figuring out who's an essential business, who's not, right? Our data is refreshed once, you know, businesses are closing down, unfortunately, and new businesses are popping up, you're gonna wanna know, you know, where are those, head, where are they headquartered, who are the, con the relevant contacts there, um, and if they're surging on particular topics you care about. So it's really like developing that use case and that solution base uh, that really helped us kind of, you know, attract, uh, attract these people. And then, you know, they were remain interested in what we did. So from a marketing ops perspective, I think, um, you know, you guys helped us kind of see the data, interpret the data, um, from, from our ABM campaign. Um, and it's really driving back to the same thing, which was how many meetings were booked, uh, and how much pipeline was created. So, you know, looking at that, I think, for the last quarter, uh, around 60% of pipeline created uh, for our enterprise unit was influenced by the ABM program. Yeah, that's awesome. And, and I think you, one of the things that becomes this like struggle, I think for marketing teams when they're doing this is like, what's the one thing that pushed them over the line? Like we need to give sales credit. We need to give marketing credit. But like you said, if, if, you have like five different touch points, right? And, and actually marketing is teeing up that person for an SDR to be effective in their outreach, because look at all the things that they've, you know, been the brand of Everstring that's like touched them. You have your nurture, you have your ads, you have an in-mail. And so actually it just makes the SDR outreach um, just more effective in getting them to connect. So just trying to say, oh, the last touch was the sequence that should get credit, you know, no, the, like, that's probably the whole reason why they connected on that sequence to begin with. And so I think this is where the attribution uh, and like influence, um, what we talk about it, like really think of this as a holistic campaign and tie the attribution back to that whole effort. And that is tied to marketing sales and they can share that success, you know, in the win um, and looking at opportunities and is a way to do that and the influence on those opportunities. So I think that breaks down those um, alignment issues as well of this like tug of war that you see. Um, so I think, you know, we've got a little bit over time, but uh, one last thing, you know, do you have any final advice for, um, for marketing operations or um, demand gen on how they can better align with each other? Yeah. Um, you know, so I like in this pandemic, I've kind of been, you know, binge watching certain series and, and, and TV shows and, and one of the ones early on, and I'm sure, you know, you guys have heard of it is the, the last dance, the, the docu-series about the, the Chicago Bulls championship, last championship run. Um, like a lot of the, I saw a lot of parallels and kind of, 
you know, watching that and then watch, you know, thinking about marketing and ops and SDRs as a whole. And, you know, they talk a lot about, you know, kind of the star, which was Michael Jordan, obviously, but like the pieces that were involved, right? Like all the role players that were there. I mean, his kind of sidekick and in, in Scottie Pippen. And then, uh-huh. you know, you kind of have the, the kind of wild card and in, in Dennis Rodman. So like you have all these different pieces, different personalities, different experiences and expertise. Um, but really coming together to, for that shared vision and understanding all the differences, but like having that one, two punch of like, you know, marketing ops, demand gen, SDRs. I mean, I think they all kind of play a role in this, this larger team, right? So the mm-hmm. team is trying to get a championship or the team is trying to launch an AVM campaign um, and everybody has their part in it and everybody, you know, needs to understand what their part is. Um, to, to make that a, a well-oiled machine. So um, I think that, you know, just seeing that parallel kind of like put things into perspective on kind of how everybody needs to function um, as a unit. Everybody has their, their different viewpoints, but to, to make all this hum, like the marketing team needs demand gen, demand gen needs the SDRs and, and everybody kind of needs to just figure it all out together. So who's Michael Jordan out of the team? <laughs> Is it marketing ops? <laughs> I mean, since this, you know, you guys are a marketing ops firm, I will say, um, yeah, uh, marketing ops. <laughs> it's really hard because uh, Scotty Pippen, I feel like, doesn't never got the credit he deserved as much oh, that's probably or the pay. That's, so I feel like maybe there's a better life say, without a marketing ops. <laughs> I would say definitely like Scotty Pippen is marketing ops. Like they don't get the credit, but like without them, they don't, they don't win the championships. Right. So, yeah. we just all need our and then the leadership point we all need like a phil jackson just bring us all together i mean so leadership is a good piece and i think for leaders who maybe are listening to this like if you do see that there's alignment issues really get everyone on board with each other because we're just talking you know sometimes it's even that push um to make an organizational change because there's maybe been so deep of a silo it's it's hard for those two or to even work with each other um so this was great thank you so much chanel for um being on today i think a lot of people could take so much from this just learning um, about how to align but also take some of the feedback that you gave around you know devising an awesome abm play that spans marketing and sales um and operations and why operations is so important to that so Thank you so much. And um, everyone, I hope you enjoyed and we'll see you on the next episode of Forward. Thank you, guys. This is Charlie. So if you liked what you heard, hit like on the platform where you watch this. Also, leave a review. Honestly, we would really, really appreciate it. You can also subscribe where you listen to your podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or even YouTube. And make sure you subscribe to our newsletter, which is packed full of exclusive content, updates for events or courses that we might be doing, all designed to elevate your marketing operations and B2B strategy. See you next time on Forward and Forward It Up.